And usually, you know, a six to nine month break is a little earlier is not going to be as bad for most people. Uh, but we're talking about years, retiring years earlier. That makes a big difference. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Welcome into the Retirement Reality Podcast. I'm Ben George alongside Mike Koyanen. He's founder and owner of Principal Preservation Services. Today we're talking about an article we came across, um, The Great Resignation. Have you Have you heard this phrase before, Mike? Actually, I have. I uh, I actually did a TV interview about this. I think uh, three months ago, three four okay. months ago. Yeah. So briefly, we we chatted about this before, and we're seeing it in our practice um, here and there with with clients coming in. Well, it's very interesting. There's been a, a lot of people uh, exiting their jobs, and uh, mm-hmm. whether they're retiring early or just taking a break from work altogether, but it's being known as the Great Resignation. And there was a an article in, in Forbes that. Uh, we thought was very interesting that we're going to kind of discuss a bit today on the show. We're also going to link it in the show notes. So if you want to read it on your own, we'll put it there for you. It's, uh, it's worth the read. But we're going to kind of go through some of the key takeaways from this and, and really talk about retirement planning uh, across different age groups. And, and with this kind of great resignation in mind, this massive workplace shift, uh, how it impacts things uh, for, for you and, and your clients, Mike. But right. as we start the new year, how's everything going? It's cold. <laughs> We're at, uh, it's true to itself up here in the uh, upper Midwest. It's it's snowy and cold. So, mm. um, yeah, I think we're we're definitely have a colder win- start to winter this year than we did last year. Last year was pretty mild up here, uh, but this year, yeah, we didn't hit negative temperatures last year till like February, and then um, we've already had a lot of cold days in December and beginning of January. So. Um, looking forward to spring break trip. That's for sure. <laughs> Can't get here soon enough. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we're looking forward to uh, the rest of the year. We'll have plenty coming up on the show. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast, and we'll kind of go through things. I know a lot happening in, in the economy and, and with finance and with taxes and everything. So mm-hmm. make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss a single episode. But we put them all up online as well. PrincipalPreservationServices.com. You'll find them there along with all the resources that Mike and his team offer you as well. But let's jump into this this Forbes article, Mike. I thought it was yeah. very interesting. Uh, and again, we'll put it in the show notes. It's just called Retirement Planning for the Great Resignation. So what were some of the key points in here that, that, that we need to kind of highlight first off? Well, first of all, a lot of people are either retiring or they're just taking a break and you know, debating whether they're going to back they're going to go back to work or not you know so that's it's important to look at because if they're not of the right age or ready to retire you you, you don't want to take too big of a break but obviously we're going to talk about social security and what that impact could be on your benefits what about your retirement funds uh, you're not you're no longer contributing what do you do with those those older 401ks now if you're are you going to leave them are you going to take them with you um, and is it going to affect, you know, how you can live your retirement if you're going to resign? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we've had these meetings in our office where people are like, you know, I worked from home last year. Um, I didn't think I'd like it, but I kind of liked it because I, I shaved off, you know, a 45 minute to an hour commute each way. So their days, mm-hmm. they felt like they were, they enjoyed life more by two hours less of wasted time in their car that they didn't have to do anymore. And, um, and then there's some of the employers are calling people back to work and they're like, you know, I don't know if I want to go back to the office. Hmm. Um, and there's that, you know, that sensitive topic of, you know, the, you know, the vaccine. And so some people have come in here and um, I'm not taking a stance either way. I'm just saying that some people came in here and said their employers requiring the vaccine and I'm just not comfortable with doing it. 
And so people have come in here to start the retirement process early because they're going to be forced to take it or forced to quit or be fired if they don't. So there's another part of that that's uh, part of this whole great resignation as well. So you've, you've kind of seen this ramp up a little bit during the pandemic more so than, than prior? Yeah, just I would say literally this last six months as things have been, you know, from summer on when things have been more open uh, up here. I think Minnesota, Wisconsin has been more open than some other states I've been to on some business trips where, you know, the they're not requiring masks in restaurants and stores and businesses for most for the most part for the clients. And so, uh, you know, even even you know, restaurants, uh, the workers have to, but the uh, clients don't have to. But I think uh, we've really seen it as things kind of open up more to what it used to be. And now employers are calling people back. It's been a big shift the last, I would say, especially the last six months. Okay. Well, they have it kind of broken down into different sections, especially when it comes to planning. So let's talk about some of the takeaways from this Forbes article. And number one here is, is taking a break from Social Security could actually cut into your long-term benefits. Yeah. Now, Social Security is, is uh, calculated differently than if you work for the government, uh, you know, the state or the federal government, they calculate your pensions differently than how Social Security calculates that. Um, I know the federal employees, if you work for the VA system or anywhere federally or IRS, they take the highest three years to determine what your pension will be, your highest three years of pay, and that's how they, they calculate your pension. I know the state of Minnesota, Wisconsin, they look at the high five, the highest five years of work. Well, Social Security looks at the highest 35 years and so if you're going to be cutting those out, you're, you know, as we're here in 2022, we're looking at 1987. So that's 35 years back. You know, they're going to start kicking out your pay, you know, uh, Social Security pay average from 1987, which I'm sure was, you know, maybe half or a third of what, or a quarter of what you're making today just because times have changed, right? And you're younger, you weren't at your cap. So that can make a big difference. As you're, I've seen, uh, I had a client just come in, two nights ago, Ben, and um, we hadn't looked at their Social Security for a couple of years, but we just looked at their Social Security. Her benefit jumped $350 a month oh, wow. just from two years ago because her average is going up and it's kicking out those lower numbers. So by you taking a break, yeah, it, it could definitely impact the growth of your Social Security. And for those who don't have a full 35 years, it's going to be even more impactful because you're going to be using some of the, you know, they, they take an average to determine your benefit. So you get a truer benefit, a bigger benefit if you have 35 years. If you don't, they just take an average, which is going to weigh it down. All right. So as we look through this, um, you know, as you step away from work, obviously you're starting to dip into those retirement accounts. So there's a couple of takeaways here on 401ks. And let's start with this mm -hmm. first one. Um, the 401k isn't a rainy day fund. And the, the stat they had in here, 30% of people who have had at least 50k in their retirement accounts took out a 401k loan in 2020. Yeah. Uh, are your clients doing this? Is there ever a good reason to be doing this? What are your thoughts? Uh, I'll say, fortunately, I think we've only had two clients uh, last year do this, take money out of the, their 401ks or take a loan against it. So um, I'm not a fan of it. Again, I, I remind people your 401ks, your IRAs are retirement days, not, you know, not for spending before those days and not to buy a car or a camper or trailer or whatever it might be a vacation or buy a second home down payment so yeah that's it's not a good idea because it takes a long time i mean 30 percent of people took a loan against it but 
even if you took a, a ten or twenty thousand dollar loan, you know that's that's probably a year, or maybe two years of contributions that you just lost um, by doing that. And yeah, granted, if you take a loan against your four hundred one k, you're paying yourself interest back, which is a little bit better than paying somebody else interest. But you're just postponing your retirement days. Um, I'm just not a fan of that. Uh, I have I know of a situation where somebody who lost their job a couple of years ago and they've been digging into the retirement plan aggressively and um, and once you start doing it it's almost like you get desensitized in that situation and okay I did it once I guess I'll have to do it again and it gets to be a habit and unfortunately they've taken way too much out and I don't know how they're going to be able to retire um, with the situation they've been doing digging into the retirement constantly so don't let that be a habit um, I think if that's a last resort, uh, look at that only as a last resort. Um, that's kind of how I, I feel about reverse mortgages. Last resort right. is there, uh, but it's not something that you should be encouraged to do. Okay. Uh, third takeaway here is to take your 401k with you. And, you know, the typical advice of not leaving your 401k with the old employer, but do sometimes uh, people pay higher fees in those 401ks once they're no longer an employee, Mike? Yeah, and you have to look at the, um, you know, the plan fees, you know, when you, when you, and people don't even remember signing these things, but you know, when you, you get hired on and you have that waiting period, maybe 30 days or 90 days, whatever that is to get into your 401k, who remembers or save those plan documents, right? About these are the fees associated right. with your 401k. A lot of times the employer will pay some of those fees while you're working and, and you pay part and they pay part. Um, so a lot of times, yes, when you do you retire, they're not no longer paying those uh, those fees for you. And so now it's amazing how many people come in here and say, I don't pay any fees on 401ks because I get a, a 20 or $25 yearly fee and that's it. I go, well, you look at one of the bigger 401k companies out there, Fidelity. I said, you see their mega buildings they have all over the place. I said, are they building that off of $25 a year? Hmm. Absolutely not. <laughs> so um, if you go to Smart Asset, um, and we've been actually showing this in people uh, to people in meetings, a smart asset says the average person uh, fees in a 401k is about 2.22%, hmm. almost two and a quarter. But people don't see that, but you only see what you get back. So so long story short here, Ben, is yeah, I a lot of times you are paying more, but even you're not even paying more, you're probably paying, you know, one and a half plus. We, we, we've downloaded some of the plan fees for the local companies around here. And they're about 1.5, 1.6, 1. 1.7 um, in fees of what the employees are paying. Now, there could be additional fees, and they could be as high as 4.5%, depending on what the rules are with the employer. But definitely not a fan of uh, leaving it behind. I'm not even a fan, Ben, of rolling into your current 401k either, uh, because now yeah. you're subject to the investment options that your current employer has if you do take it with you. Um, so now you're subject to just a 401k plan, which we can explain to clients when they come in that IRAs are going to be a better, you know, a better option for you than a 401k. You have a myriad of investment options as opposed to the 10 to 25 that your employer gives you an option to pick from. Um, and so if, if you are leaving, uh, put that into an IRA and have control over that money. You know, the other thing that they had talked about in here with the 401k is that there's also this warning that you need to make sure that you're not leaving before you're vested in a potential company match. Have you ever seen this situation? Yeah, yeah good point. Yeah, so you want to make sure that 
you know, sometimes you have a three-year vesting period or five years or seven years. It all depends on what your employer set up. But yeah, if, if your vesting period is a five-year period, all that company match money that your employer gave you is yours if you've been there for five years. Well, what if you leave it four years and 10 months? Now you don't get 100% of their match. You may only get 75% of their match or 80%, and you're going to leave probably thousands of dollars there on the table just because you left a couple months earlier than you should have. So make sure before you make any rash decisions to look at what that vesting period. I, I might have brought this up on a previous episode a year or two years ago, Ben, but I have a client that uh, had a, we were rolling over his old 401k a couple years ago. And, and when he looked at it, uh, when we called him, they said, no, you only have this much money because you weren't fully vested. Mm-hmm. And it was significant. I think it was $150,000 less from Man. the company match, from the, what they matched and what it's grown into. Right. He goes, no, that's not true. He goes, I, I, I moved, I had a window to move my money because, before the company was, I think, bought out by a different company and took over. And they said, no, that's not what we have. He goes, I'm gonna go look, Mike, in my garage. I think I saved that document. Hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, this is from like 20 years ago. Wow. And he, he actually went up in his garage into the box. There's a good reason why he saved some of these things <laughs> and not get rid of them. Yeah. He found the document in the box in his attic in his garage, I believe it was, and he faxed it in and they had honor it. He was right. They were gonna have, I don't know if it was, they purposely was, were trying to do this or not, but um, it showed in there he, he had to quit by a certain time they actually told him if you if you stayed there, you weren't get, you had to be vested for a certain amount of time, or if you quit by this time, you had hundred you were hundred percent vested, hmm. and so he he fit those rules, and he was he had an extra hundred fifty thousand dollars, I believe it was might have even been more than that in his four hundred one k, so <laughs> watch those vesting dates. Yeah, another reason why another reason why we want to stay organized too, right, Mike? I mean, I mean, how many people yeah. would have been able to find that document? Yeah, it was well past the seven years. You know, when people say save tax records for, yeah. you know, you know, seven years, it's like, well, he was well past that, but he had them. Wow. And uh, it was amazing that he, he even had the, the great memory to say, I'm going to go back and find that document. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, so, one last takeaway here, Mike. I, you know, this great resignation for a lot of people that have thought about early retirement, this, this kind of mm-hmm. seems like that big opportunity. But it's also kind of one of those, hey, the grass is greener, right? You need to kind of make sure there are some things you really need to be careful with before you step away. Yeah. I mean, if you're too young to file even for Social Security, that's going to be a big issue. So you know, where are you going to be drawing this money from? Are you going to be taking your money from you know, your 401ks, your IRAs? Now, there's also rules with that when you're taking you know, money from your investments. So if you have your money in a an IRA, you have to wait till you can't take withdrawals Till be, um, till you're at least 59 and a half. Otherwise, there's an IRS penalty. So you want to make sure you're of age to make sure that you can do that. Now there are different rules. If you're an employer sponsor plan, you can actually take your money out sooner. And I, I apologize. I, I believe it's 55 years old. I don't uh, since we don't we don't manage 401ks or that here. But I believe it's 55 years old. You can take withdrawals out of your 401k. Uh, or employer sponsor plan if you leave your money there. But it has to be through structured payments to set it up that way. But the key is, you know, where are you going to draw your money from? You're taking it a lot earlier than most likely you, we planned for. Uh, you might be too early to be taking Social Security. And even if you took Social Security, is 62 years old taking as early as you can? Is that going to be, or 63 or 64, is that really the optimal time for you to do so? 
because you're taking it before your full retirement age and that's going to hurt your long-term uh, numbers. And the big thing is healthcare, Ben. We all know that the, how expensive healthcare is. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can look at, you know, the Affordable Care Act and, you know, look at the you know, marketplace and find out if you fit those needs. You have to keep your income under a certain level just to get some decent prices. The problem is if you go over that level, you pay those subsidies back and it's not a good deal, deal at all. It doesn't mean it's going to be perfect coverage. You know, you still have deductibles. And so I, I know people who are on that and they're just really living kind of feels like under a bubble. <laughs> they have to be very careful. Everything they do, you don't have any opportunity for error. Uh, when it comes to that what if you had a big medical issue and you had to take out twenty thousand dollars out of your investments to cover some big major medical bills well now that because of that issue caused you to go over the limit for the affordable care act you pay subsidies back and now you have to take money out to pay for those extra subsidies back and we don't even know if affordable care act will be here in three to five years we have no idea so if you're needing to be on it for a long period of time and that could be the issue as well. So um, there's a lot of things to look at. Taxes, we're under some lower tax brackets, but also um, tax brackets most likely be changing in 2026, most likely. And you might have lost the opportunity to contribute to a lower tax bracket system or do Roth conversions under a lower tax bracket system, and it might have just changed your whole plan. So the key is don't make any rash decisions before you come in and talk about you know, these are the options if you're going to go early or, or not. Now, granted, I get people who come in here and said, I, I know I was supposed to work to the end of the year, Mike. We talked about me working until September or till December, but I had enough. I'm done. And usually, you know, a six to nine month break is you know, a little earlier is not going to be as bad for mm-hmm. most people. Uh, but when we're talking about years, retiring years earlier, that makes a big difference. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the biggest takeaway, you know, if you are considering this, if you do think you want to step away, maybe this is a great opportunity, a great time for you, sit down with an advisor first. Make sure everything's in order. Make sure you're covering all your bases and that you don't have to worry about going back to work if, uh, if you don't want to. So, again, principalpreservationservices.com is the website where you'll find Mike and his team. But you can also call him directly at 855 987 8888. All right, time now for a couple of mailbag questions before we get out of this episode of Retirement Reality. Uh, this first one, Mike, this week came in from Cliff. Uh, says, I have a, a lot of company stock in my 401k. How much do you think is too much as a percentage of the account? And that's tough to say because everybody, again, I, I bring this up all the time. Everybody has different risk percentages, but also you have um, tolerances. You also have to look at you know, what company you're working for. And you know, do you believe in that company? Uh, we've seen people hold on to um, a lot of company stock and you know the company was doing well when the years they worked there and then they retired they go you know it just hasn't done much the last five ten years and there's this issue going on that issue going on well then I think you have too much in that stock so what most people have been doing when they have we work with a lot of 3Mers when they go to roll their uh, 401ks into IRAs a lot of times they'll just liquidate the stock because most of the people when they work for these companies um, if it was a company you work for, those type of stocks, they usually have like a non-qualified stock plan where you could buy your stock at a discount. So I know 3M, you can buy 15, you get 15% discount by buying stock. I said, now that's money. You, you, you're probably going to hold on to that stock long term. And if you don't use it, it's going to be passed down to your kids at a stepped up basis, which is a great deal. But when it comes to Again, stock, um, most people in retirement are reducing their risk and not being as aggressive with with those stocks. And so 
Again, if it's a company you work for, you might believe in it, want to hold some of it. But if it's just random stock like you know Amazon, Apple, Google, whatever it might be that you haven't worked for that company, most people have been just liquidating that and going to some tamer, more moderate investments as they get into retirement or close to it and not have to be so aggressive. Now, you're still part of those stocks if you're in maybe in exchange-traded funds. They still have a lot of diversification. You might be still investing a lot of those similar stocks anyways um, without having to hold that one stock. Got it. All right, thank you, Cliff, for that question. One more before we get out of here uh, from Rebecca. She says, every six months or so, I tell myself that I need to start saving more for retirement and pretend like I'm about to get serious and actually do it, but then I can never stay motivated to actually increase my savings. I'm putting a decent amount in my 401k and I have a nice balance there, but it seems like I should be doing more. How do I get myself motivated? Well, first of all, good job, Rebecca. If you said you have a nice balance, I'm sure that is, but you want to do more. Um, First of all, make sure that what you have, maybe what you're doing already is enough. Mm -hmm. And if so, get together with, um, you come into the office, if you like, we'll do a plan, find out if is what you're doing going to be enough for retirement. You might be doing just fine. We, we surprise a lot of people to think, I didn't know I was going to be able to retire this year or next year. Um, I'm so glad I could see these numbers. So that might be the case. Um, maybe it's not enough. And maybe that's why it's kind of digging at your gut some, uh, some and you want to increase it more. And I think sometimes, you know, not to be mean, but sometimes to get motivated, we have to, uh, it doesn't hurt bad enough yet, right? If the pain's not <laughs> too painful to make any changes, nothing's going to change. You know the pain has to be greater so maybe what you have to do is is find out by doing a plan if it's not enough and if that doesn't motivate you enough to find out that you're gonna be short uh, by getting a plan put together uh, working with somebody that does planning um, is do some do some research and start researching on the people who didn't save enough for retirement read those articles uh, read the articles of the people who who were just uh, nonchalant and uh, and put some in but weren't serious enough about it and then they went back and regret it and you don't want to be running out of money before you run out of life and maybe that'll motivate you enough not to be mean about it but sometimes we have to look at the other options to get us serious and i think that's also a good reason why you work with an advisor right mike they kind of help you stay motivated and on track yeah yeah that's the whole point is we we, if you if you're able to try to not wing it yourself Mm -hmm. is the key you know again you might just be fine you might be more than fine uh, we see so many, the, the thought process that people think about, I'm like, oh my gosh, they just must torture themselves, hmm. you know, and how could they not think they're going to have enough? But when they come in and we show them you have enough to pass on, you know, over a million dollars or $2 million to your kids someday that we don't expect you're going to use. So that just surprises so many people. Uh, the key is get with somebody and make sure you're on track. And that, that should give you some peace of mind, hopefully. Well, thank you for that. I'm sure she's not the only one with uh, with trying to get motivation not. here in the new in the new year as well, Mike. So we appreciate that question, Rebecca. And thank you, Cliff, as well. And if you have a question for us, send it in to us. PrincipalPreservationServices.com is the website. But if you want to call Mike directly, his team can be reached at 855-987-8888. All right, got to get out of here. The great resignation, something to keep in mind. But again, make sure you have a plan in place if you decide you want to step away. Mike, stay warm as best you can, and uh, we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Sounds good, Ben. Talk to you soon.
information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.